Welcome, one and all, to episode 163 of Near Perfect Pitch. The usual format today, if you're a regular, God bless you, we've got about 30 tracks with all the special features and an interview at the end of the programme, which is the usual format. In this instance, we've got uh, the privilege of having Jane Savage on the programme this week. She's going to be talking about her new book, Writer and Publicist Extraordinaire, and one of the main instigators of the Britpop movement. Um, just delighted to be talking to Jane, and you'll hear the fruits of that at the end of the programme. As I mentioned, the regular features. Oh yes, we've got Tune This, which is just around the corner. Actually, we've got um, Essential Wax this week, which is uh, the vaccines. Cover Me, we've got two cover versions this week, actually. We've got a thematic hat trick, obligatory for R, and our Peel track feature. Busy, busy stuff indeed. Kicking things off this week with something by the Reds, Pinks and Purples. Lead track to the self-titled 2020 EP. Let's pretend we're not in love. Never 
this week's tuneness i should have said that before shouldn't i really i did say uh, and allude to the fact that it was coming up but didn't give you the the prior warning to get the badminton racket out or get in front of the mirror anyway it's one of those tunes that uh, you uh, you should lose yourself to with a bit of reckless abandon as has been alluded to in the past with the feature um stone age romeos from uh, 84 wlp 
by Hoodie Gurus from Australia on uh, Aria Records, and that is I Want You Back. Brilliant. Now, before that, lead track to the uh, self-titled 2020 EP by The Reds, Pinks and Purples. Let's pretend we're not in love. Next up, nice little project, this. Back in 92, The Wedding Present uh, released uh, a seven-inch single each and every month, uh, featuring two new songs, an A and a B. And uh, this this ethic, this this idea has been uh, rekindled, re, uh, if you like. And this 24-song new project will see songs written by Gedge himself, of course, and with sleeper guitarist John Stewart collaborating together to write tracks for the first time, which is which is really cool. Uh, and the first of which is this collaboration uh, with uh, Louise Wenner from from Sleeper as well. And um, we should be together. Name of the track. Going to hear that. And then after that, going to hear something by an absolute legend and uh, mainstay of the programme. Something from the latest and last studio LP by The Jazz Butcher. Somehow it makes me wonder where 
the hugely missed genius that is Pat Fish, the jazz butcher of the latest and posthumous studio LP, the highest in the land, the 14th LP by the jazz butcher. That's available on Tapete Records, and I highly recommend purchasing it. It is superb in keeping with all of Pat's work. You need it, buy it. Um, next up, off their self-titled WLP, let's hear something from Thyla.
Sometimes I find it hard to sleep Lie awake to pass the time Until I fix the perfect picture Of the girl I'd like to find Is it a sign when she smiles all the time And pulls me closer on into her grip it all for me No, it's not me I don't know what she's thinking or even what I'm thinking Here she comes I guess I'll step outside Oh man Won't you help me Just beneath that
Oh Man. I'll tell you, oh man, I miss this band, Hooten Tennis Club. Oh man, won't you melt me? That's off 2016's Big Box of Chocolates LP. And if you're missing them like I am, there's a new outfit from Liverpool called Seatbelts that feature past members of Hooten Tennis Club. I'll be playing some stuff by Seatbelts on the next programme. And before we heard Hooten Tennis Club, uh, who are fantastic in case I failed to mention that, um, we heard Thyla. Echo for Ingrid of their self-titled debut LP. Now, up next, a great project that uh, has just been released uh, featuring 14 artists who were previously on Bristol's Sarah Records and the Bandcamp page is Under the Bridge, that's N-D-R-T-H-E bridge.bandcamp.com slash releases. Right, so I'll do some jiggery-pokery on the computer now and give you uh, all the bands who are on this particular compilation. The Luxembourg Signal, great stuff already. Even as we speak, keeping the trend. Leaf Mosaic, The Orchids, Tuft Hunter, Useless Users, St. Christopher, Secret Shine. That's the band that we're going to be hearing. Uh, Boy Racer, Jetstream Pony, Soundwire, Sepia Sound, The Catenary Wires, who've been on the programme as a Boy Racer, actually, uh, and The Wake. Is, is, is that enough for you? That's 14 tracks. You can get this. You can buy the vinyl. You can buy the Dig album, if you wish, uh, from the aforementioned uh, URL, which I'll repeat for you, which is... Crikey, come on, wake up, lad. Get this URL. It is underthebridge.bandcamp.com slash releases. And under the bridge is N-D-R-T-H-E bridge.bandcamp.com slash releases. Okay, right. I've rambled quite enough, haven't I? Let's see that track by Secret Shine, Lost in the Middle.
very recognisable voice of Mark Gardner with Robin Guthrie, The Places We Go, from 2012. And uh, that was preceded by Secret Shine with a tune called Lost in the Middle. That's on the, the LP, which features 14 new tracks under the bridge, as I'd mentioned. Great compilation. Get your hands on that one if you can. Up next, from Austin, Texas, weareblushing.bandcamp.com is the URL. The band are blushing. They're, uh, they're guested here uh, by uh, Mickey Berenyi, which is, which is lovely in itself, who's been on the programme, incidentally, on Name Drop here as well. Um, Blame is the name of the track. It's lovely. You're going to hear that next. And then that's going to take us into this week's Essential Wax.
the vaccines. Right, I'll get into more detail about that in just a second, but uh, before I do, let you know before we heard that last song, we heard from Blushing, uh, we heard Blame, and you can buy that record at weareblushing.bandcamp.com. They're from Austin, Texas, and they've got Mickey Brenny on uh, some guest vocals and uh, some instrumentation, I think, there as well. I'm not quite sure. Um, I'll have to delve deeper. Um, now, uh, the vaccines, it's our essential wax, which is an LP that you should have in your collection. Um, granted, it's been, uh, it's a popular record. It's on a major label. It's on Columbia. It came out in 2011. It's their, their debut. It's called What Did You Expect From The Vaccines? It spawned an impressive six singles produced by uh, Dan Gretsch Margurat. I believe I pronounced that uh, correctly. We've just heard the third single, If You Wanna. Let's hear Wetsuit. And uh, after Wetsuit, what we're going to hear, let me see as I shuffle through my programming here. Oh, we're going to hear something by One Dove. Stay tuned for that. Uh, do stay tuned for the entirety of the programme. It's, it's a podcast. There's no excuse not to, really. Um, Jane Savage coming up at the end of the programme. Writer, publicist, and one of the main uh, prime movers of, of the Britpop uh, uh, movement, talking about her new book, Here They Come With Their Makeup On, a book about suede and specifically the, the coming up era of, uh, of suede, the second in a publishing trilogy of hers. And you can get the book at the following URL, which I'll repeat later in the programme, but this is just uh, for you to get a jump start on it. It's at uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Jane Savage. And that's Savage with an I-D-G-E. I'll repeat that later in the programme. But that's if you want to get a head start on, on Jane's books. Um, now, what have we got coming up next? I did mention, of course, it's the vaccines. Got a memory like a flipping sieve, haven't I? If at some point we all succumb For goodness sake, let us be young Cause time gets harder to outrun And I'm nobody, I'm not done
that's the radio mix of uh, White Love by One Dove. Isn't that great? That's Dot Allison and her One Dove off their only LP. Morning Dove White on Boy's Own, and that's produced by the, uh, the, the sorely, sorely missed uh, Andy Weatherall and uh, Stephen Haig. White Love radio mix, One Dove. Before that, the second of two songs... Uh, of our essential wax which uh, this this particular show is what did you expect from the vaccines by the vaccines and we heard the sixth single wetsuit and the third single if you wanna up next we got something by peach pit lead track to their latest from two to three long player
off 2015's Hell EP. That's the pains of being pure at heart. A cover version. This week's Cover Me. Actually, it's Cover Me Once because we've got a Cover Me Twice coming up. That's laid by James as done by the pains of being pure at heart. Before that, lead track to their uh, latest LP from two to three. That's Peach Pit with uh, Up Granville. And um, we are fast approaching, I think we're halfway through the programme actually, which is uh, gone in a flash for me. Not too sure about yourselves, but uh, that certainly is the case for myself that's sitting here. Uh, up next, uh, some poppies, some P-W-E-I, some pop will eat itself. Wise up, sucker.
It does take quite a bit of time and energy to produce each and every episode of Near Perfect Pitch. As you probably know, the show operates as a one-man outfit, i.e. myself. I arrange and perform all interviews and the recording, editing, admin, graphic design, playlisting, research and promotion of each episode. So please, visit nearperfectpitch.com to lend your support to the show. Needless to say, your support is immensely appreciated. Athens, Georgia. That's Pylon, or Pylon, as they'd call themselves. Uh, that's a song called Crazy off 83's Chomp, their second LP. 
P. And before that, we heard Wise Up Sucker, Pop Elite itself. Seventh single from 89 of This Is The Day, This Is The Hour, This Is This LP. Up next, The Mighty Yard Act. Hello there, I got a letter in the post addressed to the previous owner. I don't know how to pronounce their name, I don't think that they were from round here, you know? Well, I just moved into the area, yeah, that big old thing over the road. It's a fixer-upper, though. It's a fixer-upper, son. We're gonna put pound shop terracotta frogs everywhere, wrap solar power fairy lights round the gutter. I got a Prosecco o'clock poster, half price in Ikea. It goes nicely with the existential fear that I feel when I accidentally wonder what I'm really doing here and how long I've got left before I'm six feet under. I can't believe I'm a two homeowner. Can't believe I'm a two homeowner. I finally got a nice little drive to call my own. I'm street parking for the rover. It's a fixer upper though, yeah. No, not the rover. The rover's golden. I'm talking about that big old thing over the road. Yeah, that big old thing over the road. We're gonna knock through the kitchen wall though, even though it is a lovely bit of Tudor. We're gonna absolutely ruin it all, like we can't stand old shite. It's a fixer upper. It's a fixer upper. It's a fixer upper. It's a fixer upper. Anyway, this letter, I'll just post it back return to sender unless you know him. I think, I think he's called Mr. J. Konopinski. Oh no, wait, that's not an M, that's a D. Dr. J. Konopinski, do you know him? It sounds a bit Russian to me. Oh, Polish, I see. And he had a PhD. What, he probably one of them pointless media degrees. Not for me. University of life, you see. I got thick skin. School of hard knocks. Gonna knock through that wall on Tuesday in case you and the wife were gonna be in. It's a fixer-upper It's a fixer-upper It's a fixer-upper Yeah, it's a fixer-upper Alright mate, sorry about the commotion yesterday The bloody builders are refusing to finish the job until I pay them But I told them no one pulls a fast one on Graham I'm Graham by the way, don't know if I mentioned I told them I'm not made of money, you're having a laugh Two owns in a rover comes from our ground I'm not minted, I earn it it's not some funny voodoo business I didn't walk on gilded splinters To make the dent I did in under a year I heard it in case you're wondering As for the builders, yeah they're Polish I'm not bothered about that like But where you come from says a lot about a man And I'm not from round here, but I am Also they won't take cash in hand What's with that? Maybe they wouldn't need the money so fully fast If they weren't willingly giving it all to the tax man You tell me what you can get where I'm from And I'm not from round here, but I am I'm great by the way 
this week's feature peel love song simple minds from march the 1st 1982 yes that long ago and before that fixer upper by yard act off last year's dark days ep absolute magic that is yard act love it uh, up next new stuff from manchester's jesse decora facebook.com slash jesse j-e-s-s-e-d-k-o-r-a
Not very often I play a cover by The Fall. That is a cover of uh, Hey Student, uh, Che Estudiante by Crupo Viesa. They're from Argentina and they've got a free Fall cover EP available on their Bandcamp site at Crupo Viesa, K-R-U-P-O-V-I-E-S-A dot Bandcamp dot com. And uh, love it. I mean, what can I tell you? That's our obligatory fall ah and our cover me twice feature. Although there's another track by the fall coming up because Jane Savage, our guest and feature interview, has chosen as one of her three tracks a track by the fall, as I actually coerced her to. But uh, there's another track by the fall right at the very end of the program. So uh, you can stay tuned for that. As I mentioned before, I keep saying stay tuned. It's a podcast. Pause, have a beverage, but come back. Always come back and finish what you're listening to. Anyway, um, before that, we heard from Manchester, uh, Jesse Decora, 
latest single actually second latest single he just sent me his latest one actually can't keep up with jesse the fourth day of november facebook.com slash jesse decora that's j-e-s-s-e day day d-k-o-r-a right let's hear something now from 1984 some nice pop
That's Moon Taxi, Year Zero of 2015's Daybreaker LP. And before we heard Moon Taxi, we heard The Adventures from Theodore and Friends. Uh, that's the LP concern, and that's their second single from 1984. Beautiful pop, that, isn't it, by The Adventures? Send My Heart, the name of that one. Uh, Hattrick Time, yes. And, and more often than not, there's not a theme, but this week... I pulled my finger out and there's a theme. It's a swan theme. So what the hat trick is, it means it's three in a row and it means you get three in a row a uh, break from my monotonous voice.
the third in three of our hat trick. That's Wild Swans, Liverpool's Wild Swans, their third single off their second LP, Bringing Home the Ashes. That's Bible Dreams. And Paul Simpson's been on the show, incidentally. And uh, while I'm on the subject of people being on the show, go back in time. I've been lucky enough to talk to some brilliant people over the past 160 goodness knows episodes. Uh, this one being no different with Jane Savage coming up. But uh, do delve in the past. So if this, if this is the first time you're listening to the programme, do go back in time through the annals of history and uh, delve into the tunes. Uh, I'm just a curator and a humble curator at that, but uh, do delve into the interviews as well, because I'm lucky to speak with some very, very interesting folk. Um, okay, where am I? Okay, Bible Dreams, the third of three. Squashed in betwixt of the three, was saved by swans off 89's The Burning World. So the swan theme is burning strong. And we kick things off with Wild Swan by Low Life. Scottish Popses with a track off their WLP from 86 entitled Permanent Sleep. Again, Wild Swan. That's our swan hat trick. Now it's time to go uh, to Liverpool again and here's something from urban parks Take it for a test drive. And I can think of all the things that I would like to say. And I can think of plenty of reasons to see myself away. You leave around my soul. 
off the Bite LP from 83. That's their eighth single, Altered Images, Don't Talk To Me About Love. And if you want to feel old, as this has made me feel old, Claire Grogan just turned 60. Yeah, quantify that one. And before that, we heard from Liverpool, facebook.com slash urbanparks, and that's park with a C, Urban Parks. And that's a tune called Hay Fever. That's musician and self-producer Ed Fisher, a.k.a. Urban Parks. Now it's time for our interview feature with Jane Savage, writer, publicist, and I'll tell you something. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll get into some more detail after these two songs. Um, I asked uh, Jane to, to, to choose a couple of songs in addition to a full track which she's done, which I'll play at the end of the programme in about uh, half an hour, 40 minutes time. Uh, but in the interim, we're going to hear something by Ultrasound and something by Pulp, two in a row right now, as uh, requested by Jane.
Well, that's pulp, isn't it? And that's This Is Hardcore off the LP. This Is Hardcore, the second single off that uh, particular record. And that's a tune as chosen by Jane Savage herself. And as was the uh, song prior, as I try and get my tongue sorted out here, a single featured on the debut Everything Picture LP on Nude Records from 1999. That was Ultrasound with Floodlit World. Beautiful song, that one. Love that. Haven't heard that for an age. And uh, I was talking to Jane via the email mentioning that um, I had uh, forgotten about how mighty Ultrasound were. One of those bands on Nude that uh, played a bit of second fiddle like Geneva and uh, and such like. Anyway, let's talk about Jane briefly before we get into a, a really lengthy chat with her. Represented bands like Okay, this is just a who's who. So um, let's talk about Suede, which we're going to be talking about the book in, in a minute. Uh, pulp, Verve, or The Verve, depending on where you live. Long Pigs, Menswear, Marion, Ultrasound, Echo Belly, The Oters, Black Box Recorder, 60 Foot Dolls, and Cooler Shaker. Over the years, represented the likes of Yusin Dor, Roy Orbison, Mary Margaret O'Hara, The Wonder Stuff, Daniel Dax and currently uh, representing the likes of James, uh, Prefab, Sprout, and The Stranglers. Wow. Um, let's go over to myself and Jane for, for a chat. That uh, We do talk uh, about the book, the, the new book, which is called Here They Come, with their makeup on, a book about suede, and specifically the coming up era of suede. You can get the book at the following URL, linktr.ee slash Jane Savage and Savage is spelled S-A-V-I-D-G-E. That's linktr.ee slash Jane Savage. Lots of banter up next. I'll be back with one more song by The Fall as chosen by Jane to wrap up the programme. Congratulations, first of all, before we get into 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 lots of subject matter here, because it's it's uh, it's fair to say that you are uh, more than an interview, interview and a half for, for me. I, I'm just so happy to have this opportunity to talk to you. And the, the audience, I'm sure, are going to get a real kick out of this because um, with the greatest of respect, um, those that know you know you. Those that don't know you will go, oh, my word. So I'm happy, I'm happy about that. But first of all, congratulations on, 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 on Here They Come, which is, um, which, is, which is a heck of a read. It's also um, something that's very close to my heart because back to when even when the demos came out and all that stuff it was it was something that was a for me personally was a heck of a ride it, it was it was the last ride of its kind I had whilst I was an adult <laughs> if you know what I mean before I got married and had kids it was it was the last musical ride of my life and it was quite a ride well, it was a ride being involved with way right from the start because I think I saw some of their early gigs at the Falcon and places like that and the Africa Centre and then a song called um, Pantomime Horse, which you probably read about in the book, which is a song that really affected me. Just Brett's use of language, you know, we kissed in his room to a popular tune. What an incredible lyric that is, you know, who's kissing who? Girl, boy, boy, girl, boy, boy, you know, and that is kind of a really interesting way of writing, writing I think. And then um, Pantomime Horse itself with the lyric, um, have you ever tried it that way? As I think I say in the book, it could just be about some chocolate cake or something. But you kind of know what he's alluding to something, but you don't know what it is. So I think that ambiguity was really um, exciting to me as when I was you know, young when I came across Suede. Suede. Um, so I think it really affected me. Well, there was a sexuality about Suede that was unlike any other band at the time. That, that um, for me, 
personally, when I when I when I met Brett for the first time, and uh, lucky enough to interview him, um, there was a, a real a real presence. I mean, you talked about lyrically this this wonderful ability to 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 have the am ambiguous become the curious become the the hook. Uh, a very very talented writer, and I would hasten to say a very very underrated writer in the whole gamut of things, which I hope over the course of time uh, logic prevails and that he gains this stature that, that we both know he deserves. But uh, when, it, when it comes... Sorry? I was thinking, I mean, Brett wrote a letter to our office before the first single came, came out, which was almost like a letter from a fan about Sweet. Initially I thought it was, it was from a fan, but it was just Brett basically, you know, eulogising about his lyrics, and he said... Um, I mean, later in an interview, he said we're, we're more about the, the used condom than anything else. You know, we're, we're about the dirty aspects of sex. He would say, and then he also, in this letter, he said, I think he said that he really loved the lyrics of Momus. Um And I think you know, the, you know, if you remember Momus around that period, oh, Nick uh, Curry, yeah, Momus from the Science of Creation, I think was that right? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Brett really admired his lyrics at the time, and sort of referenced them in that letter. And um, I mean, it was. They are, they are the masters of, of, of smuggling things past the public, aren't they? You know, animal nitrate, things like that. You know, you know things like that on top of the pops and, and the Brit, Brit Awards made you sort of think, made, made people who never heard expressed like that before think twice. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you, you've you've got a past that we'll get into uh, in terms of having intersecting Venn diagram sets with with an absolute litany of of, of talent of, of which. The vast majority I am enamoured with, <laughs> in terms of a personal capacity, very very selfishly. Um, Swade, wh why a particular fascination with Swade? Because at the end of the day, you could have written about any number of bands under any number of circumstances, whether it be Mary Margaret O'Hara or, or, or Pixies, and and, yes. and we're talking about Swade here. I know. I guess I mean I must have represented maybe five hundred bands, you know, in my career, as it were, and. Um, I think I always wanted to write a book about an album um, because I'm so used to writing about you know albums for biographies, you know, for you know for industry biographies, etc. And I wanted to write a big, hefty book about, about an album in particular. So I chose Coming Up because the story of Coming Up is, is extraordinary because Bernard Butler walked out halfway through the well, with ten days to go, of the recording of Dogman Star, the second band's second album. So we were on a real critical high um, at that point, and it was fifty percent of the songwriting partnership. So the band or, uh, recruited a 17-year-old guitarist from Dorset who was still at school. He moved to London and slept on the manager's floor and somebody else's floor. And within 10 days of the record being completed, um, which was on top of the pops, mining to Bernard's guitar parts. And then the band had to tour the record <coughs> for almost a year, a record that they didn't care about anymore. As much as Dogman Star was a classic and a dark record, they didn't want to tour anymore. There was no Bernard. So it's still going through the motions, and that particular period of their lives ended, I, well, I say this in the book, um, the Phoenix Festival on July 14th, 1995. That was the last time they performed all the Dogman Star material, and there was, I think, it might have been a couple of new songs that were in that set. Um, I think there were, it was Together, which Richard had written. Um, and the next day, they decided we're going to write an album with ten hits on it. So they went away, and they're kind of like this little, um, this little gang of four. They recruited somebody else by osmosis, the story goes, because Neil Codling came to the studio to see his cousin Simon Gilbert to borrow a suit, and then they found out that I mean, Simon didn't told Brett that he had a, a cousin. 
He turned out to be a multi-instrumentalist who was absolutely drop-dead gorgeous looking and um, was more swayed than swayed. That's how he was described. So yeah. that became the fifth member. Yeah. But this was all green, and then let's write an album of ten hits, they said, which would be like Michael Jackson's Thriller, or have ten losing my religions on it. What, I mean, what a tall order that is. And, um, but all this was happening, suddenly Oasis appeared from nowhere, Pulp was suddenly discovered by the masses, and Blur started selling 40,000 copies of Parkway every week. So Swayman was suddenly nowhere, everyone, they were laughed at, no one thought they could write a decent song, and then, of course, they wrote Trash, which the producer describes as the final digit in a mobile and a phone number, and, um, and that became a massive hit, and they ended up selling twice as many records as both of the first two albums combined. And it's a wonderful story, and I wanted to tell it, so that's why I wrote the book. Brilliant. It's, 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 it's quite a unique trajectory, and an, an unparalleled trajectory, because uh, uh, to, to those who, who were uninitiated, the departure of, of Bernard was 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 a shock and, and tumultuous and, and you can chuck in any other adjective you want there. Seismic. Okay. Seismic's a very good one, yes, uh, of course. And and the timing, not just the departure, but the timing of the departure and the recovery thereof is something quite extraordinary, isn't it, as you've alluded to. And and you've got the book in your hand there, I can I can see that. Well there was a quote from Brett that he gave me saying there were only a handful of people in the world who still really believed in Swade at the time, and five of them were in the band. Yes. So they, that was, that's what it was. It was us against them. And um, so uh, the trajectory of that story, when everyone was... Brett might have believed in himself. I mean, you have to. Everyone was kind of in a very strange space. We were worried, for instance, that Dodgy might have a bigger hit single than Swade. You know, and as you know, with all respect to Dodgy, that was not what's territory, you know what I mean? They had, um, you know, massive singles. It was all a bit of a mess. And, um, you know, that's, so the book is the story of how they came out of that. Well, it's an incredible story. And, and I, I want to ask you, I mean, you, you talked about the, the LP-centric capacity of, 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 of the book. You wanted to write about an LP. Now, yeah. as, you, as, you, as you went through that uh, thought process, were there any other contenders that, that could come close to, to an LP that, 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 that made, made the, the final cut where you thought... Hang on a minute. They're at least in the conversation for this. Are there any other LPs from other bands that you think are that that, that might be a next book, even for example? Well, there probably won't be another book about an album because this book is part of a trilogy. Yes. Because um, there's the first book, which is Lunch with Welcome Tears. There's this, which is Here They Come with Their Makeup On, and there's a third book, which is so one day I want people to say, Have you read Jane Savage's '90s trilogy? That's oh. What, that's what to say. So, the, so the next book will have stories about Tandil the movie. And um, me going to the House of Commons to meet Peter Mandelson when, you know, when he wants to charge all all, all the Britpop crowd to support the Labour Party. Yes. So that's the next book. So, but to answer your question, it would probably have to be something like REM's Murmur because right. that's my favourite of all time. But Is that the, right? What an album. The beauty of being able to do this, um, to do uh, coming up, was that I could speak to the band. <laughs> I could I knew the back the record intimately yes. at every single moment, uh, and therefore I could write with some kind of insider knowledge. Whilst also saying that there's a couple of tracks that we need to rethink. You know, the title here they come with their makeup on is a line from Lazy, and the song Lazy itself is is like a real singy song. It's like a sing song sort of sing along. And you know, sometimes I think I hate it, and uh, but then I think I say in the book I go back to my house and I put the record on, I hate it, I put that track on, I hate it, I'll listen to it tomorrow and I'll hate it again, you know, so it's one of those songs, so I think, um, 
So there is a critique involved, obviously, in writing about you know, this, this record, but I think probably only Ariane's Murmur or maybe the Velvet Underground's uh, fourth record would I really delve into, you know. Crikey, well that's high, that's high praise in itself to be in, 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 the, in the, uh, the company of those two records and that and the, and the Suede made the cut. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, I'm going to get tangential here, if you don't mind, because of your, your very, 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 very uh, colourful past. On the programme here, we, um, we, I, um, feature uh, an obligatory track by The Fall each and every week. Okay. And I just wondered because uh, a lot of the listenership are uh, are big big fall fans, uh, largely because of myself. Uh, and a, I was going to ask you to to to, to pick a track uh, for me to play as this instalment's obligatory fall track. And and, and b, if you had any um, any anecdotes that you uh, that you that you were at liberty to share that you 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 thought would be interesting about the fall. About the fall, yes. We we um represented them around the time of their cover version of Lost in Music and that album that came out around then. The, so the entertainment scan for everybody, right? We did the PR for the entertainment scan. Yeah. Um, the track I'd like you to play is Repetition. Oh, fantastic. Week. Fantastic. Um, because I remember, I think I was a small section of what I thought, this conversation I used to have with my mum and um, about, you know, uh, which was ludicrous, she talked about deconstructing music or something. <laughs> and so Repetition was obviously her favourite song to talk about, if you can believe that. And I love that song so much. I mean, it's obviously like, it's a new thing I love as well, and all the really uh, Bingo Masters breakout, all that early stuff. Yes. But, uh, but the Infinite Potential Scan was became the Falls, I think, only top ten album. I mean, that they'd had up to that date, and uh, Lost in Music was maybe went to number nine. Um, so Marky Smith was an amazing character, and used to ring our office when we got an interview and said, I'll come down, obviously you'll pay for the train, but I want a fee. <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe you know, Graham Norton you might get on, but not the enemy. So, um, so that's about the, the most. That's about the only repeatable thing I can say about the now relationship. But he was an amazing man. Absolutely. No, thank you for, for the uh, the choice of, of repetition. I was going to ask you too. I'm going to get get get, get back into a couple more uh, uh, Jane centric things in a sec. But um, I was going to ask. With with your uh, with your past and, and, and past dealings, for instance, I, I'm very very curious about Mary Margaret O'Hara from from the from the Virgin days. Yeah. Um, what a, what an enigmatic, incredible talent! And just wondered what your dealings were with her. That's just a purely selfish question that, that I've been burning to ask. I don't think I've been asked about Mary Margaret O'Hara before. She was an incredible woman, and um, I mean, just a beautiful person to be around. And she came over from the States to do interviews in her office several times. Um, she was very, very shy, very nervous. And um, I, mean, I went on, went up to various gigs where she went in Manchester. We went over to do the late show with Gay Byrne, I think it was, in Ireland. And I think she did a rehearsal and she danced us in a very strange way. She does us backwards almost, you know. And I think the researchers thought she was taking the mickey out of... Um, Oh, what's the word? Um, sort of, I don't know, mentally damaged people or something. So, because she was done, so they didn't have her on. She did the rehearsal, and then she was taken off the show for what they thought, because she, she thought she was being derogatory. Oh, no, just the way it danced. So that was a very, very strange experience. She didn't understand why on earth that had happened. And then years later, um, I remember bump, I bumped into her. I, went, I saw Leonard Cohen's comeback concert in Toronto. Oh, right. Uh, when he came out of 
I think he's had all his, he, he become a monk. I think all his money had gone AWOL in some reason. So he came back to earn money. So, you know, because I think maybe his manager was, there was something going on. He lost all his money. So he started doing gigs again. I saw the first one in Toronto. And I was in the audience with, and I had Joni Mitchell, it sounds like one of ridiculous stories, Joni Mitchell behind me, and also Mary Margaret O'Hara. <laughs> and she recognized me, you know, it was like 20 years later. And we hugged and everything, and she was so sweet. Amazing. And obviously, in Toronto, Mary Margaret O'Hara is a bit of a mini superstar. Yes. Um, and I'm nobody, I mean, I'm nobody everywhere, but I'm certainly nobody in Toronto. And so it was quite, the people were just going, Mary Margaret O'Hara, Mary Margaret O'Hara. It was quite nice that she ran up to me and put her arms around me, and I'm just, I wasn't even, from Canada. <laughs> well, you, you were amidst, amidst Canadian deity there, that's for sure. Yes, of course. Absolutely incredible yeah. stuff. And, and to be hugged by her amidst all that must be, that, that's, that's huge in itself. Now, I was going to ask you also, um, based upon the, the litany of, 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 of acts that you've worked with, this is not to detract from this, this wonderful book, of course, because the opportunity to talk to you, I could talk your legs off uh, uh, conceivably, but that's not, not, not going to happen. Um, but I wanted to ask you if you could kindly, from your from your past, pick two songs from acts that you've worked with to be able to 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 complete the triumvirate of songs that you've chosen for this feature. Because we're, we're going to go with repetition by the fall. But two two of the tracks that really stand out for you that that really mean an awful lot. I thought you were going to say bands that I didn't look after, which would be actually the song that opens up your your program. Is this music is one of my favourite tracks ever. And I often, if I'm doing a radio show or something, I ask them to play that when I'm when I'm leaving the studio or something. But oh. you can't do that. In there. Oh, fantastic! Well, the fan club's in there. That's that's, that's great that, that we share that taste. I'm very happy about that. We've banked that one anyway. So, yeah. so I was something like a band that maybe not all of your listeners or your um, would know. Maybe they would. Ultrasound um, and and Floodlit World. Brilliant. Uh, which absolutely astonishing song. Um, and I don't know how if you can play long songs, but um, there's a, there's a track. It's, I think it's the greatest video I've ever seen um, of the pop from Second Time by Beastie Boys, which is pops, which is hardcore. Um, yes. And uh, this is hardcore was their way of saying goodbye, Britpop. We never wanted to be part of you anyway. It's a very tough song. It might be six or seven minutes long, um, but it's stunning and it's got quite filthy lyrics, which I didn't realise at the time. But I kind of made, made use, uh, well, I think I love that song. And, um, it's beautiful, really. It really is. So I don't play that as well. Oh, would you like to play both of those? Fantastic. They're in, uh, they're in good company as well with, 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 with The Fall. Now, I wanted to ask you, in, in, your, in your immensely busy life, let me ask you, because people like me are fascinated by your career and, and the amount of people that you've met and, and the, the degrees of separation of greatness that you've been able to, and to, 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 to be witness to. And over the years... You've, you've, you're renowned for this humility as well. I mean, this is the first time I've ever talked to you, but I know your reputation as being, you're very, very, very humble and you're in the background. That's why I'm very happy to have this interview to, to, to let people know exactly your, your very important place in the, in the echelons of, of, of this genre of music that we're all so, so in love with. Now, what, what I was going to ask was, was really, What's what's happening next for you? I mean, we were talking about the trilogy of books, which of course is, is no small feat in itself. But what does tomorrow bring for you? Is it is it anything that, that's particularly exciting that you say? Oh, well, you might not be able to disclose things like that. But are there any new up and comings? Is what's what's doing it for you right now? Because you must have this 
opportunity to become quite jaded because you've been there, done that, seen it all, got all the t-shirts. Um, what's 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 doing it for you right now? I mean, that sounds like such a ridiculous question, but there must be yeah, something. Well, there's a couple of things I'm starting to work on. One is a musical called Rehab, uh, which has been written, but which is a cross between the Rock and Horror Picture Show and Montreal's The Cuckoo's Nest. It's got a pop star that gets sent to rehab instead of prison, uh, and he's kind of set up on Millennium New Year's Eve. He meets this woman in rehab who tries to sell her story to the tabloids. Uh, and then All Hell Breaks Loose. Fantastic songs by Murray Lachlan Young, who's, who was called um, the, the, the Britpop poet, or the millionaire poet, if anybody wants to know that. Yep. He signed to the M for An Undisclosed Son, I'm sure it wasn't a million. And Grant Black is the son of Don Black, the great lyricist um, over at, you know. So it's, but it's very, very funny. I mean, we did a, just before COVID, I mean, you probably know that, that musicals probably go for about 14 or 15 different incarnations, you know, like Hamilton and stuff, get rewritten all the time, and Heather's. And this is probably, I'd say, it's on its third incarnation, but it's absolutely fantastic. We did a preview of it, and it, I mean, everybody went wow for it. So Brilliant. That's, in, that's on in September in a theatre in London. And I'm also doing a new band called The Horn, which is a very strange name, but so was The Beatles, that's what I said. Uh, and they kind of remind me of the psychedelic furs and the strokes. Um, and they're kind of, but they've got these mid-Atlantic sounds. They sound like they could be from New York or from, from England. And um, they've got a song called Do It Now, which is just... Um, but it also reminds me of a bit... If you remember the feeling, you know that band that's all that could be from the 1980s or completely now. Yes. Like really fantastic production, really great pop songs. So they're the two projects I'm doing at the moment. Oh, that's marvellous, marvellous. So, so, so that's the horn. The horn. I can send you a track if you like. Oh, I'd be, I'd, I'd be delighted to receive that. I'd, uh, if, if not, I'll source it down and hunt it down and play it on the programme. Um, so in a, in a typical day... For you, um, are you are you are you lucky enough to work from home, or do you have to do you have to commute to some external office now? What what are you doing with yourself? Because I mean, no, I, I do work from home. I just do if I've got. I don't like Zoom <laughs> normally. I like to meet people if I can. Yes. So I do. I go to meetings in town once every you know once every other day, and the rest of the time. I write and do and do PR stuff from home. Yes. Wonderful. Now, now I was going to ask you as as I wind this down because I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I was going to ask you. There's, there's got to be there's got to be a list of people a finite list of people that you say God I really would a posthumously like to have worked with them and you can't work with them for obvious reasons nowadays or is there someone that, that you say crackhead I'd like to be working with them in some capacity um, because of course experientially you've seen a lot uh, and uh, there must be a short short list of people that you must say to yourself maybe not maybe, maybe that's not how you operate don't know. Well, I don't know. I think the three bands that I, that, I mean, I was lucky to have to work with, you know, lots, like I worked with Suede and Polk and Elastica and Spiritualized and The Verb and The Ford, which is Samaritan and Curb, all that lot, as I say. Um, yes. And the bands over the years I would love to work with, REM, obviously, because they are, they are, you know, university, I love them so much. I, I saw probably their 100 gigs of theirs every single UK gig from right from the beginning. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, so I'd love to have done them, and I met them early on as well. But I, but I don't think, and I think they're always done by Warner's in house, something like that. Yes. And also, teenage fan club, who are obviously done by Creation, and Creation didn't let anything go out of house. Norman is going to become a really close friend of mine. Oh, great! So, so that's that's nice. And then um, the Lone Street Preachers, <coughs> who I could go and see on my nights off. You know, if I wasn't doing, if I didn't have a band to go and see that I looked after, then I would go and see. The Manics, wherever they were, um, you know, so I saw them talk at France with Sway, I saw their, their, their Generation Terrorists at fan club shows, 
Um, so they're the three bands I would love to represent, I think. Oh, yes. That's incredible. That's incredible. And 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 um, I just want one last question. And, and again, this sounds like I'm 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 just digging and digging and prodding and poking for your artistic output. But I mean, people want to know. There's the trilogy, which I'm I'm, I'm assuming you're going to try and wrap up. Uh, 2023. Yes, I think so. Yes, I mean, obviously, these are all books about the nineties, stories from the nineties, and obviously, the, the first one, Lunch with the Wild Frontiers, was my claim that I accidentally invented Britpop, but I mean, I should probably, if your listeners don't know the reason why I said that, I think when I first started, I just, I realised that movements were very important, so I represented gay vipers on acid when I was a very indie, indie PR, and I realised if you put them in a, a scene with a like, pop lead itself and crazy head, that would become uh, the Rebo scene, and I then added green on red, and that was, um, that became part of the new American invasion, as far as I was concerned, of Jason and the Scorchers. So I got my first front cover of the Melody Maker. So I always remembered that. Yes. And then, and then I was I had breezed into Virgin, where I, um, I was looked at the Royal Opsons, There's a story in the first book about that. And um, I got a phone call from Miles Copeland, the manager of the police. And the police had split up, or at that point, or maybe splintered somehow. And there was a new band called Animal Logic, which Stuart Copeland was in with two other people. And he rang up and said, "I need you to." Uh, they're flying over to the UK next week. I want to fill their day with an interview schedule, and I remember being 23, 24 years old, being terrified that no one had heard of Animal Logic, and no one would come to do the interviews, and I'd be humiliated. So I did my best, got a few bits and bobs together, and I always thought, I'm never doing an American band again, because I'll have a schedule. So when I started with Savage and Best, I thought, I'll just do bands that live round the corner, apart from Paul from the bird that lives up the motorway, and I'll just do bands that live round the corner, and that became a media-friendly roster, and that's how Britpop started. That's how the theory goes. So it was the first book, and then the second book is obviously the story of an album, with more stories as well, um, you know, from the 90s. And the third one um, actually has got, you know, that Tank Girl story I told you about. Which yes. Is when I was, um, I, I was friends with Jane Hewlett from Gorillaz, and um, he, asked, he asked me to do PR for Tank Girl. He wasn't sure that MGM would do it correctly. But the trouble was that the film wasn't very good. In fact, Jane was called in. To, to redo the middle, to, to put some some uh, some cartoons in the middle to try and reconnect mm-hmm. it to its core audience. And I just knew this film wasn't going to be any good. So I w- basically went to every country, avoiding the, avoiding seeing the film at every premiere. <laughs> so the lights would go down and I'd run out the back of the cinema because I didn't want to sell something I didn't believe in. So that chapter's called The Worst Movie I've Never Seen. Uh, and that's kind of like, <laughs> so that's some, that's, you know, the third book is obviously going to wind up in 97 with Blair being elected. Um, and then there's lots of other stories around that, and that's the third one. And that puts the tin lid on it, as my gran used to say. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, so, so this this trilogy is is is, is an immense amount of work. Is is there a project as as I, as I leave you that that is in the pipeline that is that is non non textual that that is that is non book related? Is is another big project that you've got? Because I know that you spin multiple plates. Mm. Yeah, well, I call, my, I call this writing I'm doing humorous autobiographical fiction. Uh, <laughs> I've done, done all those three. I think, um, and you said, if I've got a big project that's not a, a book, um, I actually going to write a novel, I think, about an old people's home. And I'm, so once I finish this, I'll be doing that. So that's the big project set two or three years ahead from now. Uh, other than that, it's just getting on with, um, you know, the usual PR stuff and uh, it's writing, really. It's amazing. it's amazing. I'm just so delighted to have had this opportunity to talk to you, and that the, the listenership's had this chance to to get a glimpse of 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 
your importance in the whole scheme of things and 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 and, and thank you for your time thank you for your humility thank you for your candor it's really really appreciated and Anytime you want to come on the program, you are you are more than welcome to, to come and talk about anything and everything. So thanks so much for, for, for your time. And uh, uh, again, it's been a massive pleasure. Thank you. I enjoyed it. All the very best. Take care of yourself. You too. Bye-bye. Well, I'm back and uh, buzzing after hearing that back again. I tell you, um, Jane, cheers. Thanks so much for your, uh, your candour and your time. Uh, brilliant talking to you. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, you lot. Uh, very educational. And I encourage you to get the books. Uh, again, the URL is linktr.ee slash Jane Savage. And that's Savage with an S-A-V-I-D-G. E. Okie dokie. Last track as chosen by Jane. I asked her to choose a track by The Fall, uh, being that she has been involved with them in the past and she plumped for this. Uh, a classic, uh, an old, old, old song. A B-side to the WEP Bingo Masters Breakout. Is tune called Repetition. Right, noise! <laughs>
side to Bingo Masters Breakout from 1978. That's repetition. And that is the programme. That is it in a nutshell. 30 songs, special features and a cracking interview with Jane Savage. Say no more. I'd like to thank you for listening and also like to impel you to invite people who like a bit of music and perhaps those people that might need a little bit of a music education as well coax them and uh, cajole them into listening to near perfect pitch i'll be very grateful so i'll be back uh, very very soon with episode 164 in the meanwhile look after yourselves be safe my thanks again to jane and yourselves and be nice to each other all the best Ta-ra. It does take quite a bit of time and energy to produce each and every episode of Near Perfect Pitch. As you probably know, the show operates as a one-man outfit, i.e. myself. I arrange and perform all interviews and the recording, editing, admin, graphic design, playlisting, research and promotion of each episode. So please visit nearperfectpitch.com to lend your support to the show. Needless to say, your support is immensely appreciated.